Tune you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. <laughs> wow. Yes, we're back home. <laughs> we're back I home. Like, yeah. I felt so funny actually this morning. I'm like, I feel out of sorts. Like nothing's right where it should be. I don't know who was playing around with my stuff, but <laughs> it took me a while to kind of feel comfortable here again. So, yeah, so awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. I had get, got back in the office and then had to make iced tea, like, you know, because oh, it wasn't yes, made. Right. So I tried, to, I dumped it all out because it was going to go bad after a week. So, yeah, kind of getting back into the swing of things here. So it's good. Yeah. Right, 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 right on. Well, all right. Well, things happen fast, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I was totally shocked, actually. There's been so many mergers and acquisitions lately. And we know, you know, we heard about the Player One group being purchased by OpenGate Capital. And I thought, oh, that's going to take forever for this to happen. But they just confirmed that it's all done. Deal's done. I know. Oh, it's done. And, you know, done like dinner. I know. I'm amazing, right? Which is really great because then they can get moving on with things. It doesn't drag out, right? And it mm-hmm. sounds like OpenGate's going to be investing some stuff into serving new customers better and their existing ones. And we've been hearing a lot about Cineplex lately opening up some new Palladium projects, which we you know we heard about the first one in Toronto that's coming. And inside mm-hmm. of that, they're going to be putting the new high-tech mini golf, of course, uh, bowling, of course, and a whole bunch of new arcade games. And I assume that they will roll that out across Canada. So even though this is at a the Fairview Mall in Toronto, which is a Cadillac Fairview um, a product. I'm sure that'll come to Calgary too. I'm sure it'll come to you know Winnipeg, Vancouver, etc. So it'll be interesting to watch that play out. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, the, they have some fresh capital, right? So they have some you know, right. fresh, fresh green to start investing into some of these new concepts. So it's good. Yeah. Well, and these markets, honestly, in Canada anyway, they're completely underserviced by this type of attraction. So they'll they'll be first really to, to the biggest, to a big degree in what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. It's so crazy yeah. because like this, that mix of attractions is everywhere here in the U S like <laughs> everywhere. And as I talked about on Friday, it's just going to increase you, you restaurants, adding stuff on, you've got this, you know, again, um, cinema starting to branch out. It's mm-hmm. this mix of attractions is everywhere. I know it feels, I don't want to say tired, but I want to say it feels like it's very much the norm and it's going to fizzle out soon. And I mean, you and me look at tons of stuff though, constantly. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing what's constantly coming up. A lot of Canadians have never seen this stuff and they're like, Ooh, yeah. what's high tech mini golfing. Right. So yeah. I think yeah. it'll do, I think it's got legs here still, but I, yeah. I do think that this concept is going to get tired fast. And so there's going to need to have some um, injection of innovation here soon. Yeah, for sure. Totally. And when, that's why we're seeing a lot of projection mapped stuff and yeah. you know, seeing sh- darts and shuffleboards up. Some of these things starting to add the projection mapping on top of it. So, uh, well, you know, I think one of the places I mean, you talk about high tech mini golf, well, actually going backwards a little bit, there's oh. a, uh, this Wonder Word Springs mini golf. I, I talked about this on a show. I did like a mini golf themed show one, you know, a while, one of the ones, one of the times that you were traveling and I talked about Wonderwood Springs, but they weren't open yet. So he was just getting ready to go. And he's a local artist in Portland, Oregon. And he's got this, this, this is um, Wonderwood Springs Cafe. And so he has a little cafe and you see against the wall, like all these little funky characters that he does. He's got a really unique, in a, uh, interesting art style. And he actually makes a lot of these cardboard cutouts as well and puts them in his front yard 
and people would come and take pictures with them. And he did this whole thing with like the alphabet. So what a, and every week he did like a different character and some people would come and schools would come by and like, take a look at his stuff and like learn a little bit more about the different alphabet, these different animals that aligned with the alphabet. Anyway, lots of stuff about the artist, but he then went, decided to, in his studio next door, he has a rotating art exhibit. And for the next six months, he put in mini golf. So he developed an entire mini golf thing. And so this is the map for his mini golf and takes you through. And what's, what's cool about it is like you get to hole four and the rat King is there guarding the cheese hoard. Well, the, the prior, um, the, the, the whole prior exhibit that he had was all about the rat King and there's a whole storyline and everything. So he basically, you know, the rat King was kicked out, right. You know, kicked out so they could make room for the mini golf. And then he found this little corner of the mini golf to hoard all of his cheese and all of his other stuff. So he also, he wove the story into the mini golf as well. And I have this little uh, video to play. I'm not going to play the whole thing, just a little bit of it, because just give you a sense for some of the creativity he's done with the mini golf as well. And he designed and developed this all himself. So we'll go ahead and play. Sounds good. And of course, it's a mini golf course. There. So, so there's going to be some shenanigans here. Shenanigans, if I can say that right. Let's see if we can show this one. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> so things like balls popping back up at you. Yeah, it surprises happy. everywhere. The wacky world of Wonderwood is full of surprises and mini golf had to reflect that. So of course, I love that. Okay. And one other thing that people should know that you've been saying you're really proud of is that you are ADA accessible. We are. Yeah. So we followed all the, all the rules that we could find. We are ADA accessible. There's room to turn around. The ramps are at the right, the right angle. And we built some really special holes with those restrictions that I think made this a, a really good time. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Well, Wonderwood Springs. All right. Yeah. So, you know, I thought that was cool to capture that little bit too about being ADA accessible. Like he right. definitely thought about how to make something really creative. And you, know, you can just see in the background here, like just, this is the Rat King and like, what a cool, interesting art style and a great way to in introduce mini golf. So were you, I didn't catch this when we were talking about it earlier, but you were saying this is only an installation that's going to be up for six months. Yeah. Um, now he may choose to go longer, but this is a rotating, this is just his space is like a rotating art exhibit space. And do you actually have to pay to play this or is it free to play? You do. It's, um, it's $10 to come in and play. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's not free to play, but it is $10. And then obviously you can get some food at the cafe next door. Sure. Okay. Well, right on. What a neat idea, actually. Really creative mm -hmm. of him to do this. I love it. I can't, I, you yeah. know, we should follow him and see what the next installation is going to be. <laughs> Dying to know what's in that creative brain of his, right? I know. I know. I really love his art. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Okay. Speaking of other creative things, <laughs> we all love our crayons, right? So yeah, get them out. Did you have a favorite color crayon when you were growing up? What would it have been? Uh, you know, it was always in the like, like aqua marine blue or whatever, like something in yeah. that range. Yeah. Actually, did you hear, you know, the new blue, they just uh, launched a new blue and they had a customer um, or everybody could chime in what they wanted to be called. And it's called beautiful. Beautiful, so blue-itiful. And I'm like, oh, that's really that. cute. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I know, I couldn't tell. It's a beautiful blue color. I hope it has some sparkles in it. So I feel like it should have. But anyway, Crail's yeah. um, always doing awesome, cool, neat things, right? And so it's no surprise that they just announced some partnerships, one with Mawar Junction uh, Productions and another one with Moonberg Entertainment. And what they're going to be doing with these two companies is creating some uh, new concepts to appeal to families. So the first one that they're working on is the Great Crayola Showdown. Now, this is going to be a family competition with a bit of a twist. 
where in, uh, contestants are invited to participate in a variety of different challenges, and they will have to unleash their imaginations and be collaborative and uh, resourceful to tackle the challenges that they face. So I don't have any pictures or any diagrams of what this is going to be looking like, but I'm hoping it's going to be kind of like a version of Wipeout or Slime, you know, that we see on TV where it's really interactive and the families are always having a lot of fun. So that's the first thing that they're working on. Then the second thing that they've got rolling out is called the, it's a new uh, cartoon called the Crayola Crew. So I've got a picture of it here. This is going to be an animated series that follows along Bria and Rafa here as they go on adventures in the vibrant world of the Colorverse, which I thought was kind of neat. So they're going to be joined by a collection of different crayon characters in a world where anything is possible. They will be fixing things from broken spaceships with butterfly wings to inventing new instruments for an underwater concert. So as you can imagine, just tons of creativity and, uh, you know, mom, everything is possible. Kids are going to be inspired to put their own ingenuity to work and see the positive impact their creativity can make on the world, which I thought was really kind of neat and funky. And yeah. also, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, is that Bluetium? Or yeah, I hope so. I, hope. I wonder if that looks like Bluetium there, actually. Yeah. It, oh my gosh, it is. I didn't even notice that. Of course, it has to be because it's got the sparkles it's be, in there. Right? It's got to be Bluetium, yeah. 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 Um, oh no, this God. is interesting. I think, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. And, and being the colorverse, I wonder if this is leading towards a, some sort of immersive game or something like that, that obviously they're going to you know draw yeah. the kids into as well. Did you I get that draw so. the kids into? I didn't know. Oh, well, well done. Well yeah. done. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Now, did you know that Crayola has a 99% brand awareness in the U S not nuts. I mean, of course they do. Of course they do. You know, like, right. And that 89% of the households in the U.S. use Crayola products. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they're totally, they're there. Everybody knows about them. What, what a great way to continue uh, strengthening their brand and family entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. No, that's great. Yeah. And yeah, just they have such a great licensing team as well. So it's just mm -hmm. seeing stuff coming out. The Crayola game show is interesting. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. see, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Uh, yeah, we should all right. Try to well, What's that? We should try to get on the show and become contestants. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, we should. Uh, all right. So another licensing like beast is Peanuts. So SM Mega Mall, just also known as Mega Mall, has partnered with Peanuts Worldwide to create the Snoopy Paw Park, and uh, so it's a you know little playground for dogs. It's located on level five of the mega fashion hall. So like level five, this is, this is a massive, massive mall. And in fact, it's actually the third largest shopping mall in the Philippines and the 13 largest in the world. So it didn't actually, I mean, which is crazy to me that if it's the third largest in the Philippines and the 13th, that means there's two others bigger than that, which means like Philippines has three of the top 13 largest malls in the world. Like that's crazy to me. This little wow. Island has, has three of the largest malls there's in the world. Some. Anyway, um, so, you know, just, you've got this cool little maze and kind of stuff. And the reason bringing this up, like one, you know, peanuts is always looking for ways to get their brand out there. And I'm sure this was a fairly inexpensive partnership, you know, to implement. So, you know, there's some peanuts stuff here, obviously focused on, you know, dogs and like little ramps and that kind of thing. And just a little drop in. And we've talked about this before, like having interesting ways to integrate the dog activities into FECs. And so this could be, you know, really interesting way to leverage some licensing and IP or just to just drop in a little, like little dog play area in, in, you know, your FEC, if you've got some space, like what a great way to integrate people's best friend. 
Oh, for sure. And have a space for them. I love it. I mean, when we had with our FEC, we always had people bringing dogs and we couldn't allow them in just because we had a license, uh, a food issue with it, right? They just weren't allowed in. But if you could have something on the side that people could bring their dogs to, they would just love you for it instead of leaving them Mm -hmm. in the car too. It was terrible. Now, the one question I have about this, and I, I just, I wonder how they manage it is just the smell because you know, these things, if you ever take, like I travel with my dog sometimes and I'll take her to like the airport potty area and it just stinks, right? Because they're peeing in there a lot. So I don't know, maybe dogs just don't go as much in this. So the scent isn't as bad, but how do they clean it? Like there has to be some doggy stuff they're cleaning up there, right? Yeah, that is really interesting. And obviously they didn't talk about that at all, but like normally you would hose that type of grass off or something like that and wash it away. But like where, when you're in the middle of a mall, like that is really interesting. And there's absolutely those dogs are going to go to the bathroom there. Like, of course they are like dogs and you know, dogs pee in the same spot over and over because they're trying to cover each other's scent up with their own scent. So it definitely is going to smell over time. I would imagine. Yeah, there must be some sort of cleaning, sucking machine. Like, can you imagine having that as the job? Like, hey, we're hiring for a dog, doggy cleanup for our park. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, it's that's not even one of those jobs I want to be signed up for once. Okay, no. (laughs) All right. So, I found I saw this, and it's been out there that uh, the Flings theme park in oh my gosh, I want to say it's in. Oh, it's in Europe. It's in uh, the Netherlands somewhere, I think. Ooh. Yeah, it's in the Netherlands. Little... Yeah, okay, it's, so in the Netherlands. it's in the Netherlands. Yeah. They, they are replacing their haunted attraction with this new one called the Dance Macrobe. Now, the Dance Macrobe, it, which means the Dance of Death, is going to open this fall. And it's kind of, it's a neat attraction. I'm going to play a little video here for everybody because I think just taking a look at it and seeing how it operates is the best way to talk about this. So bear with me as I bring this onto the stage. But it's, here we go. Epling's new haunted attraction will feature a first-of-its-kind ride system from Intimate. Dance Macabre will feature six rotating turntables on top of a spinning, tilting turntable in a musical adventure inspired by the 19th century Camille Sesson orchestral piece. Dance Macabre opens at the Dutch theme park in 2024. All right. Epling's new haunted attraction will feature a first Oh, Christine, just messing it all up today. Okay. (laughs) So I just wanted to show that off first because I thought it was so unique. So the attraction is going to be the first ride of its kind that does this, but it's got that unique mechanical tilting and dipping turntable, first of all. And then on top of it are, are these other six turntables that turn and twist and do kind of the same thing. And they offer a really cool, it's, it's going to be a really cool, spooky kind of theme ride for people, Right. Now, the story behind this is about the Dance Macrobe, and according to legend, it goes that death appears at midnight every year on Halloween, and death calls forth the dead from their graves to dance with him as he plays his fiddle. The skeletons dance with him until the cockerels crow at dawn, and then they must return to their graves until the next year. Now, this is kind of the story behind it. It sounds like Eftlings is going to be kind of using that, but putting their own twist to the story. I don't know what it looks like, but it sounds like it'll be spooky, obviously replacing their former haunted house, but it looks really cool and super neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. I am really curious about what the attraction is actually going to be. Like the ride vehicle looks super cool, but it's also interesting, like like I'm spinning around and constantly seeing the other people in, in there. Right. Because like these groups, and so you're spinning around and you're seeing the other groups and like the groups of people. And so like, 
what is going around me going on around me that like, I'm not going to be paying attention to like all the people I'm seeing constantly around me. Like, so anyway, it's a cool ride vehicle. Really interested to learn a little bit more about like what the attraction experience is going to be like. Right, exactly. And I mean, it houses a heck of a lot of people. I believe the number is 108 people can sit on that platform at once, which is a lot of people to put through in one ride. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I wonder also if they'll have a couple of ride rooms, like if this ride vehicle, you know, so they can, you know, rotate queues and that kind of thing and just keep everybody moving instead of having just a single room that's often done. Yeah, like you have at Soren and others, like those big ride vehicles that, that seat lots of people because it takes a long time to exit that many people and then bring that many in. And so you're, you're, you know, you've got to be able to flow more people in than just a hundred and 110 people. For sure. For sure. And you know, it sounds like this theme park, I, have you ever been to the theme park before? I haven't. No, I haven't been to many of the theme parks in Europe. Yeah. I mean, I really want to go and try and experience not only this one, but some of them that are over there, but this one's constantly getting like theme park of the year awards. So mm-hmm. they do, they must be doing some really great stuff. And I just also wanted to say thank you to theme park insider for that video. That's where I got it. And they do a uh, great job of actually, you know, cracking down what's happening in all these great theme parks. So yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, another place that's opening up this weekend is paradise Palladium. They are located in paradise, California, and they have some confirmed attractions, which are arcade, axe throwing, party rooms, and laser tag. They will also have some VR games, some bumper cars, and a few other things to be announced, apparently. Um, now, I'll talk a little bit about... Uh, I'm going to pull the, that picture back up here in just a minute. But what I wanted to talk about is actually not so much the fact that their website... Uh, you know. Their website is not great. And clearly by these pictures, they're still using stock photos. Like this party room is a picture of pump it up's party room. Like that's pretty egregious. Like to like, just take a picture of your damn party room. Like don't put pump it up party room there. And then this laser tag, which is spelled with a Z instead of an S, which is not normal. Um, This image as well is one that we've, We've used on this is like an Adobe stock photo yeah, image. And, I bought it from Adobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this axe throwing, if they're brand new, there's no way their axe wall has this many um notches already in it. And so, like, definitely like again, take pictures of your facility and put them on your website. Like mm-hmm. the website isn't much already, but at least put pictures of your own facility on there, which then begs the question: like, is this arcade even really their arcade? Probably not. Um, at this point, since the other three pictures are not their own arcade as well. But not to not to rag on them, you know, ultimately, I wanted to actually talk about the fact that uh, if anybody remembers the campfire in 2018 in California, it basically devastated a large part of California and it burned through Paradise, California, completely wiped it out, killed 85 people. The population of Paradise before the fire was about 26,000 people. So still it was a fairly small town. Uh, you know, it's about 2,500 feet in elevation. So it's like a little, like they call it the Ridge is where they, you know, they, hey, come up to the Ridge at Paradise, California. And then right now, Paradise has 9,100 people. <laughs> it's the fastest growing community in the state. So it is growing quickly. The hospitals never reopened, uh, but some of the schools have the pharmacy, grocery store, some restaurants are reopening. And a lot of money has come in from uh, from settlement money, from insurance money. Uh, and then they're, they're, you know, the, basically a lot of the pricier regions from Bay Area are coming down to Paradise, California. The town in the last few years has built 2,100 homes and 434 multifamily units. 
So I think what I want to just to share is like this, this is a community that's, that's coming back to life, but I feel like Paradise Palladium is just too early. <laughs> Can you feel catfished? <laughs> yeah. Like we were actually talking about that when we, when we did look at the website, we're like, maybe this is just purely a way for like somebody to get your your credit card or your birthday information by signing the right. waiver. Like, is this like just a phishing website? Like, is this place even real? And it's hard to verify, but it is covered on a lot of news stations. And then we did go to book a party and it does go through an intercard party booking system through their shindigger system. So that's legit. I mean, like you don't pay for intercard if you're just trying to catfish, I don't think, um, or try to fish for information. I don't know. But anyway, I just thought this was super weird that this facility is going in to a town of 9,100 people. I think we've talked about before low populations. This has got to be the lowest population for a family entertainment center that we've come across so far. Well, I mean, yeah, and I agree with you. I just think I, I, the only thing it is California. So I wonder what, how far surrounding areas, like is in the 20 mile radius, is there way more communities that we're not aware of that would come to this attraction? You I mean, know? yeah, That's maybe. Did, yeah. did they have this facility before and then when it burnt down, they got insurance money and now they have some sort of pressure to rebuild faster, sooner than later, or, or they don't get their insurance money, or, which that doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know. But yeah. I mean, when you, happen. when you look at, when you look at a map, when you look at a map, there's yeah. not anything around. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is truly like out of, out of the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's like so, tons of small little places, but that that's really it. And they're outside of Sacramento, but like nobody's going to come to paradise palladium to play some laser tag and axe throwing from sacramento so weird yeah so very interesting but i thought the story behind the town was really interesting it's now the fastest growing community in the state so you know there could be 9100 people now and then they could be thirty thousand people a year from yeah. now i mean depending yeah, on how fast it grows yeah they have to build houses if the whole town burnt down and those take some time so you know anyway yeah right yep. well all right well that's it that's our that's our daily show for today. So with all that being said, this is CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Bye, guys.